Hey y'all, it's season three of the Be Your Own Kind podcast and we thank you, humbly thank you for tuning in. Be Your Own Kind's mantra is there is never an inopportune time to be yourself. In other words, be you without apologies. In this season, I will be presenting nuggets and interviewing individuals that are creating their lane and rocking it. Be sure to check out the featured businesses in the description box and follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and pretty much every platform. Okay, now let's take flight. Well, hello, Alicia. How are you? I am amazing, Queen. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on here. Um, Prior to the recording, I was just um, talking about how I was thinking about our eighth grade adventures. (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 yes. it's funny what you you know the the memory just like it just started unfolding like when I knew this interview was coming I'm like man we used to do this and this and this and you had like a huge apartment I remember all of that (laughs) yes 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 it's just so amazing how you know growing up like no matter what like it just all comes back full circle right like you know you start to connect with some of your childhood friends and you just see everybody just being great, you know, doing things, doing some big things. So I'm excited. Yeah, super excited. Speaking of big things, you're a mom of three. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All boys. All boys. How is that? <laughs> it's definitely fun. You know, the older they get, uh, it can be challenging, you know, as a single mother. Um, I am recently divorced. So, um, you know, you just you go with it like you move uh, according to you know what you can handle what you can control but overall fun you know learning new things and you start to find out you know some of the characteristics that are in them you know from what who you are so as a mother you know you'd be like wow like the same stuff that I was literally getting on my mother's nerves. Now I'm like, okay, I know who's getting some of those little tidbits out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like a little karma. That's what my mother call it. <laughs> okay, exactly. Definitely is. Like, ooh, okay. Now I see why my mama almost smacked me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I probably was getting on her nerves. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, but it's been exciting. Motherhood is definitely amazing. Great, awesome. And you're an entrepreneur on top of that. Yep. yep. Are you helping people with their credit? What yeah. else do you do in your business besides that? Um, so basically, um, partnering with a lot of realtors, tax professionals, mm-hmm. um, people who are in an industry that deal with the common clients, um, people with less than perfect credit. Right. So, you know, being able to connect and network, um, you meet a lot of professionals. Um, but in addition to, you know, just helping them with their credit, um, there's a, a small piece of the business side that you can actually partner and start your own franchise. And so, um, I'm actually in a position to, you know, empower um, and help educate and uplift other women who may have the same story that I have, right? And so being able to connect with, you know, women across the world, um, I don't just partner with women, but I know that that's my tribe, right? You know, a lot of people start businesses and they feel like they could just go help everybody. <laughs> but sometimes you got to know who your target audience is and who, you know, who you're supposed to be out here helping. And I feel like my assignment is single moms. I love that because 
they do need help. I mean, I'm, I'm not a mom, but I was raised by a single mom. And I know that all the attention is trying to survive. Like I felt like survival was the number one thing, you know, and mm -hmm. it might've been easier had she known more efficient ways to survive versus, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and struggling and things. And if the information is out there, but who has the time to do that when you're trying to, you know, raise children exactly. on your own? Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. So entrepreneurship definitely was like something for me because having boys, one, right, they're busy, they're, everybody wants to do different activities. So I found myself, you know, losing time. I had, I didn't have enough time, but I also still had to provide. So entrepreneurship really just lined up with my lifestyle, right? You know, uh, nothing wrong with a nine to five, you know, the benefits and things like that, but I needed more time. <laughs> but I also still needed that income. So, you know, it was definitely a shift for me. You know, the mindset, right? You know, nobody's telling you to work, you know. So I'm a go-getter, you know. Being a single mother, you find yourself, you don't know how you do it. You just do it. <laughs> you figure it out and you get out there and you make it happen. So... Y'all are definitely the real, true Wonder Women, for real. Okay. Because I and don't you know how my mother did it. <laughs> yes. And are you, are you the only child? No, it's two of us. Okay. Yeah. See, I was the only child, so I watched my mom struggle. Like, mm -hmm. struggle, struggle. So, being the only child and a single mom, you know, I just knew I wasn't going to only have one child. I didn't want my kids to go through that depression of being, you know, lonely all the time, not having nobody to play with. <laughs> but yeah yeah I mean I, I have a little sense of only child me and my sister are like 12 months apart okay so I okay. was alone for I think, think about the time we met she popped up but yeah like she was like <laughs> one years old but most of the time I was by myself so I know I have a, a feeling of I know I can resonate with what you're saying like you know mm -hmm. everybody got their siblings and they go home and they're playing and after <laughs> after outside I'm in the house like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you said, I mean, sometimes the time, the age difference uh, can, you know, have a factor because my yeah. oldest two are three years apart. So my oldest had to go through three years of, you know, basically my oldest was alone. So he was like, wait a minute, where is the other boy coming from? Like, it was just me. I was getting everything. Now I got to share. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So you're yeah. working with Credit Witch, it's like, on the outside, it looks like it's very difficult <laughs> to, you know, get your credit back back on track once it's just went awry or whatever. But really, I'm learning, it's just consistency and, I don't know, knowing what, first of all, knowing what to do and then being consistent with that information that you have, you know, do you have any like quick tips? you know, um, that a person could utilize just to get started with that process? Absolutely. Um, I would, one, say that it's going to be that you got to get tired. You have to be tired of your situation and tired of where you are currently. And so if your finances are playing a part, more than likely your credit is taking a hit as well. So, you know, really understanding your financial affairs. So we're a financial literacy company. So most people who are probably listening never even was taught about credit, right? So you have to one, change the mindset um, and remove uh, what was taught to you because nine times out of 10, the information that was given to you uh, was not accurate truth, right? So one is mindset, um, connecting with a professional. You know, if you're going through credit repair, like you need to 
connect with a professional who knows what they're doing. A lot of people are out here trying to do it, um, but not getting those results. And so um, you definitely have to have patience. (laughs) It's not going to be an overnight process. Um, Anybody who's promising that, you know, in 30 days, your score is going to boost up 300 points. You'll be able to buy a home by Christmas. No, those are myths. Um, If you're doing it the right and legal way, it's going to take some time. And it could be between four to six months, right? So if you're trying to buy a home in 2022, you got to get started now. Because, you know, especially if your lease is about to end um, and you're ready to, you know, start shopping, any realtor who you connect with, they're not going to start shopping with you until you have a pre-approval letter. So, you know, they're not going to go around wasting their time when you're not even qualified to start looking. Right. So it's good to see what the market looks like. But, you know, you definitely want to get started with that process. And it, it really is just discipline and consistency. Um, if you've got some negative items on your credit, you know, we can remove those things. Um, if you have the funds to pay it down, that's fine. But just keep in mind that the credit bureaus, you know, when they report this information, um, it's coming from most times if it's a collection, it's coming from a third party company. So nine times out of 10, um, it's a sold debt, you know, because we live in a society where it's about the money, right? right. <laughs> so if, if the uh, item was reported to your credit as either late or it was in collections, that means that you at one point had the account and now we've got to go through a dispute process to do an investigation, you know? So a lot of people think, oh, well, I'll just pay it off and then my credit is going to go up. That's not the case all the time. You know, because it's not a guarantee that your score is going to increase because it's based on your history. And so, you know, we do a lot of master classes teaching about, you know, what to do, what not to do, you know, uh, because your score is calculated. And again, this information was not taught in our school systems. So we lack the information and the knowledge on what we should be doing with our credit. And so that's why I honestly got into the industry, because I had no knowledge about it. And so how can I teach my kids about something and help them prepare their future? And I didn't even know, you know, and our parents didn't even know because they weren't even using credit. They felt like cash was everything. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Like, yeah, your mom probably taught you, you know what? You can use cash. Right. right? (laughs) Why? (laughs) You can go to the bank. Let's just say it took you 15 years to save a hundred thousand dollars. Right. You can go to the bank with a 700, maybe 740 credit score and get 200,000. Yeah, you're borrowing, but guess what? Your interest rates are going to be lower and you got access to that cash. Why wait 15 years to do something that can happen with the, you know, consistency of you building your credit, a strong credit score? Just pay your bills on time. If you know you open an account, just make sure you pay it back. That's what they want to see. They Credit equals trust. They want to see if they can trust you. If they can't trust you with a T-Mobile account, they definitely won't be able to trust you with a $200,000 mortgage, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so in, in its lamest terms, that's really how it is. <laughs> like I said, it's simple but complicated. Because you, you, right. I'm not even going to lie. I was one of those people that wouldn't even open up mail. So I was like, I don't even want to face what I owe like <laughs> and then it's just like oh my god when I finally faced it I'm like oh my god but 
once again, just like with weight, you didn't accumulate this mess, you know, overnight. It took some time for you to make right. this mess and it's going to take some time for you to clean it up. So it was like the first step was me opening up the letters. Yeah. You know, so I just got a glass of wine and just set, set them on the table. Yeah. <laughs> start opening the letters like, okay, let me see my mess. Yes. And facing your mess. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Just the reality. Like, okay. You know what? I'm tired of denying the calls. They keep calling. They won't stop calling. Right. Hey, let me do what I need to do so I can put myself in a better position. That's it. Right. And the phone call stopped because. Okay. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it took time. Like you said, it wasn't a, it wasn't an overnight thing. That's amazing. But yeah, congratulations to you for just doing that. You know, that really takes a lot of courage. It really does. Because again, you know, people really don't want to face the realities or having the conversation. So a lot of people that probably have bad credit know at least five more people with bad credit, but no one's having that type of conversation because they're ashamed about where they are. But honestly, it's nothing to be ashamed of because we're all either in that predicament or have you know been in that predicament so you know if you're a good friend or a real friend you should have that conversation like hey this is what i did you know yeah i mean i think the pandemic because in the pandemic what what else is there to do everybody was blaming covid (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like okay you know i I tried to face a i think i faced a lot of messes in 2020 and that was probably the largest one Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know, they're giving us all their stimulus money, you know, instead of like spending it on frivolous things or, you know, making more. (laughs) I use this money that I didn't expect and pay (laughs) things off. So the first one, I think, paid the rest of the cars off. No car, no. You know, that felt good. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, know, so I just started using money that that we just was blessed with out the blue and just start paying stuff off. Absolutely. No. And that's how you do it. That's how you do yeah. it. Anyway, it's just a mindset shift that has to happen. Like you said, the uh, being obedient, you know, being disciplined and just following that process. Pay down the debt. Watch your credit. Make sure you're not using Credit Karma because their information isn't reporting accurately. Either. I just found that out. Yeah. <laughs> They're third party sites. So those who are listening, if you are using Credit Karma trying to buy a home or a car, you definitely want to stop because uh, they're actually, when you get an alert that you have a pre-approval, they are partnered with another company who knows what your credit looks like. So you're going to get an inquiry after you say, yes, I want to go ahead and apply. Now you got tons of inquiries because they're running some information that they know you're going to be denied for. Whoa. So you want to keep your inquiries a minimum two to three. So we use smart credit. You can use my FICO score. You can even use Experian. Of course, there's fees or subscriptions involved. But if you're trying to buy a home or a car, you definitely want to make sure that you are looking at your accurate scores, seeing where you are. Smart Credit even tells you your auto score, your insurance score, your hiring index. Like this is just information that people don't know that it's a risk, right? If you're trying to get a government job, I had a client who actually uh, has a pending offer on a government position, but due to his credit history, He's not able to get that job unless he shows some proof that someone is working on his credit. Wow. 
So when it comes to those type of level of jobs, they want to know if they can trust you. <laughs> if you're not trustworthy with your own credit, then nine times out of 10, you're going to treat your, your job just like you do your credit. That is, um, I haven't had a job in finance like that, but I, I've never even heard of that. Wow. I'm sitting here like your credit yeah. with your job. If you yeah. go through smart credit, there's a hiring index and you're uh, graded. So now it's like an adult score. Like, you know, when we were in grammar school, right? As we were talking, we get an A, we get a B, right. C, D, or F. It's the right. same with your credit. You're going to have a grade based on your credit history, your payment history. Like, so if you're paying your bills on time, they're going to say, hey, oh, you're doing good. You've got a B. So that means you're at, at least a 700 or higher. Okay. Yeah. So what's what's considered an A? I guess the eight hundred and higher. Yeah. What is yeah. the highest um, score? Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Okay. Yeah. And the lowest is a three hundred. I didn't even know that when I got started. I'm like, yeah. you can have a three hundred credit score. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but even yeah. at a three hundred credit score, you all is not lost it's just a lot more work correct exactly exactly yeah. building your credit you know adding some positive history getting those credit cards the same credit cards that our grandmas told us not to use those are the ones you should be getting <laughs> because you need credit you know and the only way to build is with revolving lines uh lines of credit credit cards uh your mortgage your auto loans uh anything that's a recurring monthly payment is considered building your credit as long as it's reporting to your credit report. Okay. Yeah. So That's a lot of information. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's just great to be able to empower, like you said, like being in that position. Um, there's tons of opportunities, you know, that you know you can really, you know, do to change your finances. But with the credit industry, um, there's a multitude of people who need this help. And so, you know, just being in a position to be able to help them um, with this information and just have those wow moments, right? Right. So let's get into student loans for a minute before we change the subject. <laughs> so when when purchasing a house, I'm, I'm told conflicting things. So I just want to make it clear for the audience too. How much um, is that weighed in on a, on a decision? Like on a mortgage or auto decision? Um, it's definitely going to be, uh, like I said, your credit score is calculated. So 35% of that is your payment history. Okay. So if you log into any credit resource to, you know, check your credit, uh, it's either going to be green or red. If it's in red, that means you've got some late payments and those late payments could actually drop your score up to a hundred points. So what's going to be really impacted again is the utilization of the credit. So not only just the payment history of you making on-time payments, they want to see of all those payments, how much of this credit are you using? So you should only be using 30% of that, 30% of the total. So if you've got two credit cards, a car payment, um, you know, maybe let's just say a, you know, a furniture bill. Um, with those credit cards, you want to multiply the balance that's available, the available balance by 30%. Okay. So you've got a credit card that's $1,000. Your limit should only be $300 a month. You should be not, you should not go over there. I actually tell people stay within the 200 
because now you don't look so desperate like you need the money. If you're constantly swiping your card every month, even though you pay it back, but you're using 200 and 300 of that available balance is saying that you're desperate. Like you need the money more than you need the credit. Right. Credit equals trust. So when they go and pull your, you know, credit for pre-approval for a home, that's what's really impacting your score. How much lines of credit have you had? How long have you had the credit? And, you know, basically, you know, are you making one-time payments every month? Right. And so like um, for student loan deferments, that doesn't seem to affect credit much. So they, yeah, they've changed it. Um, You know, um, the FHA loan, like if you were doing the FHA and that's a whole nother conversation, but um, specifically for FHA loan, it does not uh, play a factor into you, you know, getting approved. Now, if it's not in deferred and you haven't made payments, then that's a different conversation because they are going to want to see that there's some type of agreement being made. Right. And I know that they're they're about to lift all these deferments. So um, mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. you guys are aware of that. I think next year, Jan- is it January of next year? I believe so. They're lifting those COVID deferments. So exactly. Um, I know that my student loans reached out to me like, hey, let's make an agreement now, you know. So they're trying to reach out to everybody so we don't go back, you know, you don't mm-hmm. get defaulted or think that you're still deferred and you're not deferred. So yeah. reach back out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just find some type of way to make even a minimum payment. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah it can definitely have a major impact. Right. And, you owe two hundred thousand. Obviously, you shouldn't be paying twenty five dollars. You should be trying to knock it out. <laughs> a little bit over time is is a is it, it seems like it's forever, but a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm-hmm. You look up and it'll be paid off. Yeah. I'm gonna have a party when my okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> like a huge party. <laughs> <laughs> So um, thank you for those tips. That was a really, that was a wealth of information. Um, I know that you also wanted to talk about women empowerment. And to me, I feel like women empowerment is, it's it's subjective. Like what may, you know, it's a different definition for everyone. Um, so <laughs> so what does women empowerment means, mean to you? Um, women empowerment to me means uh, bringing someone else up sharing some positive aspirations about things that have happened in your life and how you were able able to overcome it right Mm -hmm. so in a nutshell sharing your testimony um i tell people that your test is a testimony to help bring someone else up right to encourage them to let them know that hey i've been through this but this is how i got out of it right And so most people don't know when they follow me through social media, they see this amazing person, beautiful smile, but behind that smile was pain. There was trauma. There was a lot that has happened in my life. And I always try to share that so that people know that, listen, I'm not perfect, right? But I've been through some things and I know that there is a God. I know that there is someone who believes that there is a vision for my life right and so when you come to that agreeance of knowing that this life is not for you that is for someone else then that's when you can really see that empowerment and so i lost my mom as you know uh to domestic violence back in 2009 and it was 
it was very tragic, you know, to find her in her apartment, deceased like that. But, you know, the strength that I have, it, it really was from her, you know, she was a strong woman. And what she had given me was that same strength that, listen, it's okay. Like I gave you what I could give you during the time that I was alive, but now it's your time to continue to live, right? And so as time has passed, I had to learn that. Right. I had to really take an understanding that, you know what? God gave me a voice and this voice needs to be heard and shared to people who are hurting, who are going through, you know, the loss of family, you know, the loss of their loved ones, you know, COVID happened. And so that strength that was given to me through my pain has given me purpose, you know, to show people that, listen, you can do this. You can still do this thing called life, even through that pain. It's not going to be easy, but you'll be able to survive it. Right? right. And so I'm definitely a survivor. I didn't go through the domestic violence, but being a single mother, and raising, you know, boys, you know, it really just showed me like, wow, like you are a strong woman, you know, and sometimes you just have to tell yourself, like, pat yourself on the back, like you survive. It may not have been death. It may have been, you know, something else, but you survived it. And so if you're listening and you're going through something, listen, you have to celebrate those small wins. Like I was just telling her, like you have to celebrate those things. If nobody is celebrating you and supporting you, then it's time to change your circle because you have to be empowered. You need that support system. If you've got five people in your circle that are not cheering you on for whatever you're doing, you really need to start readjusting, right? Because you should not be somewhere where you're not celebrated, where you're just tolerated. And when people started to see um, me, one, coming from that shell, because I was a quiet, you know, more like humble, never really did a lot of talking, but it pushed me to my purpose. My pain pushed me to my purpose. Um, and it's just been an amazing journey. Again, it hasn't been perfect, <laughs> but it's been amazing. So that was, that was on point. <laughs> I don't have any commentary. <laughs> That is on point, but you're right. I always say people look at the ending product and be like, oh my God, you know, and, and then there's some that are even jealous of it, but it's like, if you knew what I had to go through to get where I'm at, you Man, would change that. Like, say that again for the people in the back that didn't hear you, right? Like, right. It, it's just, it's, it's been a journey and it hasn't been easy, but it's been worth it because I would never want to be the person standing on a platform um, sharing some information to some people about something that I've never been through. Right. Right. You know, people talk about, oh, well, you can do this, you can do that. Well, how can you tell me about something that you never experienced? You don't know the pain that I had to deal with. Right. Right. So, you know, when you get around like-minded individuals who have also been through a storm in their lives, you know, that's what that empowerment is, that you can get around some people that understand. Like that it's okay, sis. It's okay, queen, right? It's okay, king, you know, because empowering, it, it's not just for, you know, women. But again, that's my target because I know what they've been through, right? Right. Going through divorce, you know. So again, it's it's just a struggle that, I mean, listen, we're going to face challenges in life. Like 
God never intended things. It, it, it was never going to be perfect ever. Right. Like <laughs> it was never going to be perfect. And you just have to make that decision um, to, you know, decide that you want more for your life and that you want to, you know, see other people win. Celebrate other people. Even Man. while you you know? Yeah. That's why it doesn't pay to go back to the jealousy part. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. pay to be jealous. It doesn't pay to, to be in competition. You know, because it's more effective for us to be a team, for us to it'll be a marathon for us to walk together yeah. versus, you know, racing against each other. Because number one, no nobody's race is identical, number one. So competition to me never made sense. Yeah. Your journey is not my journey, vice versa. Yeah. You know, but we even with the similarities, why can't we come together with that? You know, and why can't we empower each other? Why can't we try to understand the things that are not similar? Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like sisterhood would be stronger if that was the mind, you know, the mindset or if that was the the message that was uh, perpetuated in society because it's not, it's always a divide. If you look at like the rappers, why is it always a divide with the women? Now not the men. Yes. <laughs> always pushed you know, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, they don't like each other, City Girls, whatever else the names are, yeah. nobody gets along. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And in actuality, they might actually get along, but it's the message that they're saying that, you know, women just can't get along, they're catty, and that's not true. It's not, it's not. Because we've got a huge uh, team of women who are really doing some amazing things, and right. um, there's no hate. You know, there's no bitterness. Like nobody's, you know, knocking a person for, you know, being ahead of the game. It's okay. Guess what? We're going to see you at the top either way, right? No matter how quick or slow I get there, we're all going to get there, right? right? And if I can help you by empowering you to push you to get to another level in your life, that's my goal. Right. I love that. I love that. And, and I feel like, I don't know, like, how do you feel like sisterhood has changed over at least last year from now like do you feel like it's a stronger message that it's more togetherness in a sense somewhat somewhat we haven't got to the point where we need to be um but it's definitely better um i think the pandemic um really showed um that there was a lack that there was something that needed to be fixed right that that open space of you know listen I'm no better than you. I just got started first, right? Or I may got into an industry before you, so I may know a little more. But that doesn't change the fact that we are still in this together. Even if you're not in the same industry, we're still in this fight together. Right. And the only way, like you said, that we're all going to be on one accord is there has to be an understanding that there's no competition. There is no competition. Oh, well, she's got on red bottoms and, you know, she's wearing some some shoes from Ross. Guess what? She's still a beautiful queen. She's still rocking it and doing her thing. Right. Like, celebrate each other. You know, listen, <laughs> I know I didn't come from a silver spoon, right? We wouldn't all be sitting here having conversations like this, right? right. So, you know, I think that, you know, people are just feeling so, you know, obligated to, you know, compare. And it's not even the case. We shouldn't have to compare, you know, whose shoes are better than the other or, you know, whose lifestyle is, you know, rougher than the other. Listen, there's a story behind everybody's success. Right. Right. I, I agree with that. I do. So I was just wondering how you, how you, you know, your mm-hmm. thoughts on it, because I noticed, like you said, since the pandemic, at least on social media, it seemed like it's more togetherness. 
you know, um, subjects that really annoy me, colorism and like you said, social class and things like that. I just feel like that is just distraction mm-hmm. from, you know, just another reason to separate, another reason to divide. Mm-hmm. You know, like why is that important? It is not. These things mm-hmm. you cannot control. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. you know, it's 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 genetics. You can't control what color you come out. So why are we arguing about that? And yeah. I just feel like that's another slither of divide within of in this case gender. You know what I'm saying? Like whether you white, Latino, black, whatever, we're all women and we all have a similar struggle. We're all underpaid. You know, mm-hmm. we all work just as hard, but we still have to work harder to even get close to the status of a man. You know, mm-hmm. why can't we just come together as a gender? You know, because I feel like we would be stronger in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. We would definitely be stronger together, no matter what color. Right? right. With a lot of sufferings and things that, you know, people, I mean, as women go through, doesn't matter what color you're in. So, <laughs> yeah, just overcoming those type of battles is definitely a struggle, but you know, I, I strive to really just, you know, see no color. You know, I see the heart and I see the passion. You're doing a great job and you're trying, you're striving to become better. That's all that matters. Like, you got this, queen. You know, right. <laughs> that's always my turn. People be like, where you get that from? Like, I, I just feel like the things that you want, you know, to see in other people, sometimes you have to be the one to deliver it, right? If you're expecting something, then you have to set that, you know, expectation by doing what you want to see. Showing love, giving love, celebrating others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at BYOK, we have a staple question. And that okay. question is, if you can describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Okay. Um, I'll go with uh, determined. Um, I've been saying this actually since since I was able to create my own email address. And, you know, since then, um, for me, no matter what challenges life has up against me, I'm always determined to get it done. Whatever challenges that come my way, you know, and so even becoming a mom, it just, it got stronger, you know, so no matter what, I just always find a way to learn how to adapt to the situation and just make make it good, you know? And again, people see the glory, but they don't know my story, but the full story is coming out real soon. <laughs> okay, are you writing a book? I am. Book? Okay, I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to that. I would just like to say, you know, um, following you on Facebook, your posts make my day sometimes like especially when i'm having one of them uh, moments you know and you're just like good morning queen you know you can do this da, da, da. you never know who you touch you know it, it and i rarely comment you know i'll do the love and the like and, and i found that the people that don't say anything with the people that really be like yeah. following you don't know who's watching you i've I'm learned like- that on this platform you don't know who's watching you you know okay. um and I, I just want to tell you thank you. You know, thank you for inspiring me and thank you for pushing anyone else that may not feel like it that day. You know, because we don't feel like it every day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're not okay every day. And just Mm -hmm. to have like a a nice little meme when you go on Facebook and you like, okay, all right, I got a little I got a little win. I can do that. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because it's actually a reminder, 
You know, sometimes people are creating content and I really try to, you know, as I'm doing my personal development and reading every day, I try to give what my heart is feeling, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, what I feel like people need. And so thank you so much for just sharing that because, you know, like I said, it's, you know, sometimes you don't realize who is touching, you know, like you said, and some people are secretly watching, but they're like, man, like this girl's powerful. I get it all the time, but sometimes those reminders definitely keep you, you know, going. Yeah. So yeah, keep that up. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your strength with us all. So where can everyone find you? Like if someone needs credit repair or, you know, want to learn, you know, financial literacy, where can they um, find you at? Absolutely. Um, Well, again, my name is Alicia Robinson. You can find me on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, (laughs) at Alicia S. Robinson. Um, I try to be consistent with that. I'm also on YouTube, um, got some videos out there, but you know, Alicia S. Robinson, I want to stay consistent so that people who are looking for me and whoever my tribe is can find me. Okay. Okay. Anything else you want to add before we, um, we sign off? Um, nothing, but thank you so, so much for having me on your platform. I don't take that lightly. Um, when I'm invited to be a part of someone's, um, journey of what they do in their industry and definitely want to say huge congratulations to you, queen. Definitely keep up the great work. You're an outstanding woman. You're going to do some amazing things in this upcoming year. So I can't wait to see all of that happening for you and for your family. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the well wishes. I just got goosebumps. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'll I'll be looking out for that book, too, because I really do want to read your story. You know, um, I'm just touched by the portion that I do know. And I thank you for accepting the invite and taking the time to talk with us and educate us a little bit on credit, because finances is one of those under the rug conversations. (laughs) No one wants to talk about Our listeners, I hope that you, you know, you learn some tidbits and if you need help and don't know, you know, where to start, reach out to Alicia. She is willing to to help and educate you, you know, and so you can start building generational wealth. If you learn it, then you can pass it along, you know. So um, until next time, everyone, don't forget to be kind to each other and kind to yourself. Bye.